Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, welcome to another good episode of Who's Next? Now, who's next today, you might be asking? Well, it is our very own Mr. Chris Gray. Um, you know him, he's the owner and director of Gray Mania Fitness and the host of the legendary Greatcast, the number one fitness podcast in Scotland. Um, so you've obviously heard of him before when um, we first started off Mind the Gap and he was on our In Conversation special. You may have listened to that, you may have not. But for all you that haven't, um, Chris, welcome to the show. Oh, what's Hello. happening? What's good? How's everyone doing? What is good? That is a good question. Not that <laughs> we've been speaking for the last 20 minutes setting this fucking thing up, but mind you, it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no one needed to know that, but at least... In- <laughs> it's, I it's say a it all the time. Thing. Like, in my cast every time, like, we we'll speak for like ten minutes and we go on, and I'm like, "Oh, how's it going?" And I'm like, "Oh, like, not that we've already just spoke to each other for ten minutes." <laughs> I know it's always it's always a good thing to just go. Oh yeah, actually, we've already spoke about that. Fair enough. Yeah. Totally fair enough. <laughs> so he was one of those things. Right? Really funny as well was like we used to even have a conversation before we start recording. Then see when I hear, like, because we'll be like, oh, we'll talk about that on the podcast. And then when I hear that conversation that we've already had come up, but we word it in a way that n- neither of us have heard this conversation before. I just, in my own <laughs> head, I'm like, hey, 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 I know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> say, oh, God. Um, so, Chris, for, for any of our audience that maybe haven't tuned into the great cast, or never listened to your initial interview with us, just give them a nice brief lowdown of who you are, what you do, and I just the general Chris Greyness. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, right. oh God. So my name's Chris Gray. I am owner and director of Greymania Fitness, which originally started as me just personal training. And now I actually own a small gym facility in Edinburgh, which caters toward powerlifters, general fitness, and I host a lot of MMA, Muay Thai, and Jiu Jitsu. Uh, yeah. I also hold, I'm mostly a strength coach these days, powerlifting. That's kind of my main deal. Uh, that's what I've tried to get into for the last couple of years. And I'm the host of The Great Cast as well, which is a real labour of love that I've wanted to bring out for years. That's actually meant like, like you, you enjoy doing The Great Cast, I hope. You love it, eh? Yes, yes, I do. And it was uh, <laughs> brought and produced by you two lovely gentlemen as well. <laughs> well one thing that I, I find glad. really weird as well is... Um, See, since we've started podcasting, I've never, we've never had anyone on who's also got their own podcast. So it's, it's kind of like when we we get people on, it's like uh, they're all nervous and I've never done this before. But you, you're becoming like a professional, so like <laughs> even Try. I'm feeling the pressure. So like a lot of people, and they're like, uh, like the things when I listen back to it, I hear like the vocal texts that I've got, and I fucking hate it, and that's one of the things that annoys yeah, me. I know, but. Um, when people are like, oh, actually, sounds good. I'd be like, I've been listening to podcasts for 10 years, man. I've been the mm. OG trying mm. to get into this game for a while. Uh, so I've always wanted to be a host. That's another thing. Mm. So, like, I've always kind of not practiced, but always watched and seen how hosts are as well. Yeah, yeah. But I love it, it when I get asked people and I can tell that they get nervous before they come on because they're just like, what's he going to ask me? What's What's going on? I could tell that you have listened to podcasts a lot, very much like interview podcasts. Oh, um, yeah, because you, you have you have a like a, quite a good knack for um, keeping the conversation flowing and um, asking the right questions at the right time. Which 
I must say, I was like not not overly surprised in terms that you could do that, but in 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 the regard and the way that you actually do do it um, yeah. all the way through, it's, it's quite it's quite good. Uh, and honestly, some of the conversations are just hilarious. <laughs> so hilarious. Aye, definitely, you need to fill the room as well because um, there's been a couple of times where I have like a list of things that I want to talk about, and some of them, yeah. can, most of them, it's like general boarding and down into like more specific things we want to talk about but mm. sometimes things just come along that line where they'll say something and i'll dive into it and you just need to sort of feel the room feel the person mm-hmm. aye, aye exactly just sort of like adapt to like as you go um yeah. see where the conversation's going at the end of the day. Nah. like on episode seven with annie nelson i didn't mm. mean to bring up her coach because he gets quite a lot of flack and so does she mm. and uh th- i was gonna maybe touch on it but she brought it up herself and i was like oh shit yeah i can get into this that's bro I well one one of the biggest things as well because I'm pretty sure it was it was a, it was around about the same part in in that episode she was talking about um she was getting the, the unsolicited advice and mm-hmm. I can remember you were talking about that in like the show but I think it was both shows actually before that you also were talking quite a lot about it um, yeah. and I, and I was just like this is becoming a a, a, a recurrent theme. Chris hates unsolicited advice. Oh man, like <laughs> women get it so bad in left and air. Like it's so bad. Aye, uh, just like just guys coming up going, oh, do, do you know that you do that? Like I, th- I thought it was funny how, when when she replied, she was just like, um, she was like, oh, like I've just I've just broke the record. You don't think that I do that? <laughs> you uh, don't yeah, think I, I actually practice with without gear and with gear like what <laughs> aye like you can talk about form and break down all you want but if you're if you're a 63 kilo girl pulling nylon 200 kilos it's not gonna look pretty Mental. it might look prettier when she gets a bit further on and that becomes quite light but 100 mm. percent maxes are always going to be rough yeah I, I, I can mind actually um when I, when I first was like started speaking to you when you were like really getting into like the power like the power lifted end of like your PTN before you actually like properly like were going like gone down the route of your gym I can mind I was asking you a couple of times about um like bad form and for me obviously coming from like an ath like like basically coming from athletics where everything is like spot on the movements have to be perfect and all this stuff um when you when you were like no actually like if if you're working at this level and you break form, it's not completely detrimental because yeah, absolutely. you're going to get to that point and then move past it. You're going to be able to lift that at good form again, but you have to take yourself past that point. And if you break form to shift the weight, it needs done, like in some scenarios. Yeah. So if you're lifting 100%, like it's never ever going to look like pretty because a lot of the time, um, strength's going to overcome some technical points. Not really with sumo deadlifting per se, but with some things you can just sort of mongo through it, especially conventional deadlifts. Mm. Uh, and to be honest, like the sport's about lifting weight; it's not about form. Now, mm. never like, you should always lift with good form. Like obviously, you should always practice your cues and your techniques, keep everything solid, and prevent injury. But like, it's like sometimes you, Paul, you'll know this yourself. Like sometimes, like the atypical scale doesn't work, or sometimes it's going to sound a bit nasty. But it, yeah. like, if you know what I mean, it just if you get the weight up, it, that's it. It's not a sport based on, it's not how pretty you look doing it, it's just actually doing it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's, and it's, we're like, if you push yourself to that point, like you're going to see where you break down. So you're going to see weak points in your body that you have to work on in the positions as well. Mm. Yeah. 
No, that's, it's, it was one of those things, like, it wasn't until you broke that down for me, coming from my background, even though I went to university and done all the stuff that, like, you, like, obviously we were at university at the same time, it's not something yeah. that you ever get, you ever get properly, like, spoken about and get taught that. So it was quite interesting to see how a different sport handles that sort of criticism, shall we say, because yeah. you look at it at face value and go, wait a minute, that's not quite right. And then, but when you actually get broken down and you actually get explained to you, it does make a lot more sense. Yeah, but exactly. You, yeah, you, you, you got into powerlifting late on in, in the PT scene. And obviously when we first spoke to you, uh, I know that, that Paul was like very intrigued. Uh, I, I can remember before uh, before uh, I introduced you and Paul. Dang it, so I was, like, was like, went, like totally went in blind and like, yeah. I didn't really know much about you. So like when I was when I was like listening in and sort of like doing that episode, I was just like learning everything mm. at, yeah. at that time. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I was just like I was like, wow, that's I was like I literally felt like a listener who, you know, was gonna be consuming the podcast because I didn't know any, you know, backstory and like that. That's cute. as well. Um is when we, we had you on the last time is a lot of that conversation and um, before we went on to powerlifting um sort of revolved around Muay Thai. So it's yeah. it's sort of like interesting to see the shift. Ah, yeah, you go through different parts of your life, I suppose, but I was um, Muay Thai was a massive part of my life for yeah. a long time. But um well oh god, I could never go back to it now. <laughs> I tried and I got grievously injured because I fell on my ankle. Yeah. Mm. You still you still enjoy you still enjoy that sport, though. I mean, you help, you host it in your in your gym as well. I was well. going to say, I'm pretty sure you started that as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I've got um, my own setup. I've got my own guys that sort of teach that. They run their own separate company at my gym. But I tried to get back into it for a little bit, and then the first session back, I double sprained my ankle mm. and strained my LCL, my MCL, sorry, which is the medial ligament, uh, the knee, the left knee. So wasn't very good fun so do enjoy it and i do enjoy watching it and watching the guys training fight but it's probably not for me anymore yeah yeah yeah. i don't think that was the smartest thing to do mate uh, double strain your ankle if i'm totally honest <laughs> well i didn't mean it <laughs> the boy caught my dick and i just kind of fell oh see I, I i don't think i would i would be good at like a fighting sport like I, I like yourself like i like watching like i like watching boxing like i really like um like the technicality behind it other than just like hitting each other but like um i, I couldn't see myself doing that do you know what i mean like oh, one I, I could not put myself through like like box like training for boxing like that the trainings yeah. um i've got a young client who comes in and he was doing powerlifting and training for a fight and he just came to me the other day and he was sort of just said, I'm going to give up on the tie and just train powerlifting. Like a lot of people just don't like the training. Yeah. Because if you're going to be, if you're going to train to fight, you're kind of representing that gym and you don't want to get murdered yeah. in the ring as well. So you actually want to be a good thing. <laughs> um, you need to train really, really fucking hard. Man, not a lot of people have got, it's not necessarily like a metal or a physical thing to it or a mental thing, but it's just as much as like, it's not. It's just not for everyone. It's quite time-consuming yeah. as well, isn't it? Very time-consuming. Uh, if you're not at that gym at least five nights a week, you won't get anywhere. Jeez. See, for me, a uh, martial arts sport is something that I like the look of the training, 
because it's so diverse and it works pretty much everything uh, whatever you wanted to work it'll work the fighting aspect however and i know you say this a lot especially when it comes to like powerlifting like you you train for it no you will compete you will eventually like go towards the competition even though you say you don't want to compete but for me the the actual coming to physically fight someone is not somewhere that i could ever see myself but the training is definitely something that i would do uh, you say you say that now uh, see what I mean? See what I mean? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you've just got a knack for that. Every gym is the same. I, I totally relate to that though. Like when I was like, I must have been like, I was really young. I must have been like 10 or something. Like I, I went to this like kids weightlifting club and yeah. it was like, um, like I was very, very easy sort of stuff. Um, very sort of standard. But like I literally just went because like someday in my class that I was pals with at the time went. So I was like, oh. I'll come and do that as well. And I just yeah. literally went there to... to I, I, I think my mum and dad just wanted me out of the house. So they were like, yeah, you're going to that. And, and <laughs> signed me up, really. But um, even even at that, like after a few months, I was doing like competitions. It's like we we sort of community things and stuff. So yeah, um, no, I, no, I, I totally get that. Because I've said to a few, and it's the same, especially in fight gyms, not mm. necessarily lifting for powerlifting because there's... You go to every gym and you'll see people that train the big three lifts and they'll never compete because they don't have the framework of people around them. But fighting, if you're in a fighting gym with a ton of fighters and if it was anything like the gyms I've been a part of and that, you'll get in, you'll do, you'll speak to everybody, you'll get into the group and that and, but I don't want to fight, I'm just here for fitness and that. But all right, cool. Then eventually... You'll get asked if you want to go to sparring. You'll be like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. I don't want to spar. And eventually you get broken down. You're like, oh, sparring. All right, fine. I'll give it a try. You go to sparring. And then literally mm. after a, a few, maybe a few months, good 10 sessions of that, you'll have a really good round. You'll have a couple of really good rounds of sparring where you catch some of the more experienced guys. You'll catch maybe your coach or that a couple of times. The coach will say to you, and you sure you didn't fancy a fight? You'll be like, no, nah, no, nah, just, just here for the fitness. And then eventually it just keeps going. You see some other guys fighting, and eventually it'll be like, right, sign me up. <laughs> get me get me matched. I'll fight it this way. Yeah, I suppose that. So the, when you explain it like that, for me, as you build up, I suppose, through the sparring for quite a while, the resilience to be in hit, and you could then learn how to take a hit. I think for oh, me at this moment, that's where the fear is. You train like you go in and you go, I want to train for it, but I don't want to fight because for me, I, I, I don't know how to take a hit. How mm. do you, like, you know, take that and just keep keep going? That's not something I've got any experience in. So I suppose it's it's a case of the fear of that unknown because uh, it's not something that you can control, someone's fist in your face or yeah, it's, leg it's in the, the side. <laughs> the reaction as well, if you get hit, a lot of people don't, even if they react in a sort of combative way, like you need to control your emotions and keep yourself cool. You can't spaz mm. out. If you spaz out, you're just going to get gassed out and barred. To be fair. Yeah. Aye. Aye. And it's it's that's. I think that's where the biggest fear is losing all that control because you can't control yeah. the other person. And then if you lose control of yourself, that's that that's a whole other level. That's mental. This oh, yeah. sounds like ridiculous, right? And I know that it's complete and utter bullshit. But I think that's why boxing like sort of appeals to me out of any like fighting sport. 
is because you're you're wearing what looks like big fluffy pillows, uh, and it doesn't look like it's hurts. <laughs> but I know that I know that it does because I've been punched yes. by a boxing glove. But like, I, you know, you you look at it, and you're like, oh, that must be all right. <laughs> oh, boxing gives me the heebie-jeebies. Aye, like I train. Like, oh, sorry, I coach um, a boy that trains at Hollywood, uh, coaches at Hollywood, actually, mm. the late uh, Bradley Welsh's gym. And he's like constantly talks to me, but I think boxing, if like, if it's a similar thing, like if a boxer gets in the ring with a Thai boxer and Thai boxing rules, they'll get destroyed. If a Thai boxer goes into a boxing ring and boxing rules, they'll get destroyed as well. Yeah. So it's, but he was just like, you, you fucking cunts are mental, kicking each other with your shins. And I was like, I uh, but you can like dip, dive, and dodge everything. It's not a good laugh. Aye, so much yeah. different intricacies are in, interested there. But different things. Intricacies, that's the word. <laughs> that's the word. Every boxing is unreal. Yeah. Aye. So I suppose um, it's, it's sort of like an obviously you've got quite a wide range of sports at your now at your gym, at your facility. Obviously, for anyone who listened to them before, and for the most part as well, Paul, obviously the last time um, we spoke on the podcast, you were in the process of setting up your gym. You were still uh, in the transition fully of going from PT to, to gym owner. How yeah. and why did you make that transition? And how has it become such a success? I always thought that I'd go into gym ownership at some point. Uh, mm. I thought I was going to be about five years down the line from that time. But as as you've heard on your episode that done your guys' podcast and the first episode of the Great Cast available where any wherever you listen to podcasts, <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it was mostly to do with the the owner of the last gym, Energize. My boss don't mind saying the name, but uh, how he handled like my employment there was it was shocking to be honest and yeah. it got to the point where he was making all my clients feel very uncomfortable so it was pretty much um it all happened very by chance i look i started looking at properties i seen a property that's literally a, a 15 minute walk away from my current flat and Andy. i was like it's a, it was a good price i went in and viewed the, the property that friday and then i just started from there yeah so uh, you had you had quite a, quite a fair amount of clients. Sorry, Paul. You had you had sorry, quite a fair amount of clients as well, eh? When you were just finishing up at Energize, I did actually at that time. I had around a good around about sixteen to twenty clients, I'd imagine. That's a fair amount to to program yeah. like that's. And did all those clients move with you when you opened up GMF? Uh, not all of them, but a good number of them. I knew any time that you make big jumps in business like that, you're always going to lose people. Yeah, but kind of knew, kind of well. knew that was going to happen. Yeah, kind of knew that was going to happen. Uh, so I kept my main sort of roster of who I kept close, training wise. Anyway, mm. so I've mm. got the, like my main power lifters. They all train there as well. Yeah, yeah. Paul, what was what was it you were going to say? I was, I was just going to ask, you? like, um, no, I was I was totally cool. Um, I was just going to ask, like, what's the the process? Obviously, you look at prices and stuff. Like, what's the process of actually like starting a gym? Because, like, you know, when you when you think of a shop, like a lot of retailers are just like, you know, like you 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 lease a you know a unit, but like yours is like 
obviously your, your unit, but you also need to fill it with all your equipment and stuff. So like, how how do you go about even like starting up a venture like that? So I did. Uh, obviously, I tried to see if I can get the property, which I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I found I was quite lucky with that. Uh, I laid barren for three years, so I was pretty confident that nobody was going to touch it and I would take it so I could leave that line for a while. So what I did is I just got in contact with Barclays Bank, who already done my business banking, and I just put forward a makeshift. I got on the phone call with one of their loan managers, made a makeshift business plan and got 15 grand sent to me within a couple of months. Wow. It actually was in the first month. Now, for anybody that's interested in starting a business, like loan rates are the lowest they've been for the last 20 years. So they're practically giving away money. I got a 15 grand loan with an APR percentage of 9% over five years. So if anybody that understands anything about loans, like that's a damn good loan, especially business loan-wise. So as soon as I I got that, I knew exactly, um, I've obviously went through different equipment that I needed, sorted like, I actually aimed for a 25 grand loan, but I got 15 which is more than enough, and I already had a few thousand pounds saved away. Coco, it's more than enough, Sorry, but I wanted an extra ten. You always want more money. Always want more money. Yeah. <laughs> I always, I wanted more, but they gave me that, and I was happy with that, and I could work that. So what I did is I just budgeted on what I needed, and obviously, like start like a small powerlifting gym. You don't need an awful lot of kit. You just need good kit. Right. So I bought my racks. I bought my bars from a decent price from a strength shop. And I already had some matting that was left there. So I just used that matting for the time being until the guys from Endangered MMA, which is Pavel, came in and he sort of kitted the place out with bags and matting for his guys. So that made the place look even better. Yeah, it does. It looks mint now. It's nice and consistent. I would say it's probably the best word because you yeah. had the the area at the back was sort of like a different sort of level initially, but the mat and, and the way that everything sort of flows through the gym now, it, it's a nice sort of consistent feel. But the, the gym layout is actually really neat. Uh, I, I really like it. I really yeah. like it. It's nice to see how it's transformed since opening. It was kind of like a grafting sort of looking place where you'd go in and you just shift the tin. Yeah. Uh, but now it's uh, you go in and you, you go. Oh, this place. There's you can clearly see there's like a mix between. This is where the fighting is. This is where the lifting is. This is at the back is where the, you shift the tin. At the back end is where your dumbbells are, where you can just do your beach weights, and in the middle is where you get your heat clobbered. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a nice. <laughs> it's, it's quite a nice uh, a nice sandwich, shall we say? But it has it has come on a hell of a long way as a facility. I mean, it's always it's always been taken over really nicely uh, as a gym with like its its community because that's you you you're building up quite a community uh, at at Greymania. Yeah, the thing is, it was going very very well. Um, I've got a good bunch of lifters. I've got a good bunch of PTs in there now as well that pay rent. And because when you make the transition from just being a personal trainer with essentially tons of free advertising and marketing with all their uh, members. You go to a place where you're the owner, so you don't have this big influx. Yeah. Mm. So where where I have to make my money and to pay the rent is from my PTs that actually rent the facilities from me. Mm-hmm. So go from that to that, which is really good. It frees up a lot of my time for other ventures. But um, the community itself is brilliant. I've got a good bunch of people that it's just a good feeling. So you can actually just go and train with people that have similar goals. 
uh, good attitude, a good laugh. Nobody takes anything really seriously except a couple of folk. But it's, it's brilliant. Uh, hopefully, it was actually starting to turn a corner. Um, for anybody that doesn't know me, I went through like a, a breakup last year. I had to take on the sole rent from my flat, which I live in Edinburgh, and it's not cheap. So I had that. I know where you are as well in terms of like area, and and uh, it's bound to be quite expensive. And it's not even that big a flat. It's a one-bedroom flat. It's a nice flat, but it's not like I wouldn't pay anywhere near this for even like a two-bedroom house in Fife. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm. And so taking that, so like struggled with money for a little bit, and but luckily recently my girlfriend, my new girlfriend, not new, it's been fucking months now, but. The most recent. <laughs> <laughs> that's been, that's uh, been a fair while. It's been a while. A good while. I think while. the quarantine's but, um, just getting to your head. <laughs> yeah, now she moved in, and that's that's been a massive lease as well. But the bad thing, the annoying thing is, just before this bloody coronavirus, um, it started to turn a corner. So the first time in six months, I had profit, and then bang, it's like you have to close. <laughs> like, oh, great, absolutely right. Yeah, that's a nightmare. That's really that's really frustrating, actually, in, in that regard. So what's been like the the what's what's like tell us like the the horror stories. What's like the 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 stuff that people don't know about owning owning a gym or even just like being a PT or um, things like that. What's what's the horror stories of owning your own sort of place and working in that that industry? I'll, I'll go for the actual uh, owning your own premises because that's go for a lot more mindfulish than a PT because a PT you can just sort of like everything is catered for you it's very easy and there's not much as long as you make money yeah. it's fine but um, the, there's like a big pitfall um, there's a lot of things and I saved a lot of money uh, away because there's a lot of things that you don't know that are going to crop up money wise mm-hmm. so I knew that was going to happen anyway because I've never done this before it doesn't matter how many things you read or how many videos you watch there's always going to be something or some bill that shows up saying you have to pay for this you have to pay for that so for example um, when I signed the lease you need to pay for the legal the legal fees for that lease to be signed you need to pay for the building insurance you need to pay for um, like a lot of things down to minutiae that you didn't think you'd have to pay for eh? like water meters luckily mine's got sorted uh, through the other company and business rates as well business rates is a big thing because um, I knew that my business was small enough, the actual facility was small enough that I wouldn't have to pay business rates but something's happened with accounts, that means I can't get that 10 grand grant that's been available for small businesses as well so that's, I thought I was speaking to my accountant about that but um, there's tons of other things that you don't know what's happening that might come up and bite you yeah mm-hmm. Other than, like, obviously, if you're running as a limited company, you might as well just get an accountant to sort everything. But mm. that and, oh, well, I'll talk about in the, in the preparation for pandemics, but we've never fucking had to deal with a pandemic. <laughs> before, so. how, how, how to prepare for pandemics? You don't. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. Listen, now's, now's your chance to make a, a business YouTube. Um, how to prepare for pandemics for future for future business owners. That'll be a hit. Credit cards a just make sure you've got some sort of money. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, you just have to tear open the mattress. That's how I'm going to live my There's life. There's something in there. 
Uh, just, 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 just in and out, just in and out the old credit cards. <laughs> oh God! Metal detector That's down the beach. It's the whole thing with it. Um, there's just a lot of things that crop up that you don't know that are going to crop up. Um, well, there's like double sheet glazing on my windows in the front of the gym, and I shared mm. a lot for car wash. So one day, what did the paint smashed? And I was like, oh. all right, that's that's coming. since it happened with the car wash, it's they that have to deal with it. And they never went through the insurance, but I had a big, uh, Pavel wasn't me, I actually had a big wooden sort of rack and like it was sort of like cushioned off so people wouldn't roll into the window. So we had to move that and it was looking like we we're going to have to get rid of it, managed to save it. But stuff like that, that's like stuff that robs you of like 300 quid, like randomly like that. Um, mm. Just to be brave, like the best thing you can say is just at least have a cushion of money where you can easily access it and get stuff sorted. Uh, those are the big pitfalls. Yeah. That's mental. Have you ever had any absolute lunatics uh, join the gym or try and join the gym <laughs> that you've just been uh, Actually, I <laughs> have. There was a boy uh, who trained with the fighters and he was just fucking like one of the dumbest people I've ever met. Eh? A nice, he's one of these guys who was like, he was an absolute juice head as well. He's a nice guy. But he's so, like, he, he asked me, he's asked me like four times um, if he can train me shirt off. And I was like, mate, I didn't care if you train me your shirt off or no. But then every time he see me, he was like, Chris, like, is it all right if I train my shirt off? I'm like, I? Okay. Oh. The, the best of all, I'd love that you had an answer to that question straight away. You never even have to think about that. Oh man, absolutely! He's just an absolute lunatic. Like shy, like not not very good at fighting either. Eh? Um, there was one day. This is a fucking brilliant story. Where um, Jamie, he's one of the the fighters, and like me and him get on. He train. He takes some of the kids' classes, and I was sitting looking at my phone, and this boy posted a video where I'm holding pads in his boxers on Facebook. <laughs> And I was just, I was like bursting at laughing. I was like, I was shouting to Jamie, I was like, Jamie, Jamie. And he was like looking at his phone and I was like, look at this. And he turned around and he just showed me. He was like, I'm watching it as well. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did he just like stop showing? You just like, you, you just, just, just leave. <laughs> oh man. Like, show up random. Like, um, he showed up randomly once because he's mates with Connor and Connor uh-huh. coaches out my gym as well. Mm. And Connor had the same. Mate, Connor's like, embarrassed. <laughs> I think he was his mates with I don't think like I think he just Connor had this thing where he'd speak about my gym and he helped with a little bit of money. He helped with four hundred quid mm. uh, to pay for. That's another thing as well. If you need to change the license on the building, that's four hundred quid as well. Jesus. What, what 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 do you mean the license of the building? Like, so your building, your your premises has to have licensing or the capability to be licensed as something else. So I had to right, put my okay. a leisure facility rather than um, a storage facility. Mm-hmm. Or there's like there's right, eleven yeah. there's eleven different categories, and uh, I had to like write to the council and I had to like fill a form and pay for the form, which was a nightmare. It took like six months to get back to me. But that's another thing. The form's about £380 or something. £400. Oh, is that that the £400? Right, okay, cool. cool. So you actually have to pay for the form to be put through, even though the council are a bunch of monkeys. So So, it's it's £380 for the form and £20 for the postage and packaging. Uh, It makes it £400. 
<laughs> Something like that. But anyway, I kind of had this habit of like saying, speaking to people, like he was setting a place up and that it was his place. And I was like, no, 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 it's, it's my place. The sign's <laughs> got my name on it. Yeah. But, um, so he was amazing. And I like, showed up, like, it's Connor here. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm here. Showed up, I won't, but yeah. then he showed up since. And I guess he's one of these guys where, like, you can tell he's wholly insecure. He's a nice guy, but you just didn't want to be near him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, there's always one. You're like, okay, <laughs> but you, you you just don't know. Like for me, I just don't know how to take people that are like that. Sometimes, I you, you, do you have to be standoffish, or do you just be straight with them, or like because they could go any way. <laughs> you don't know. I mean, they could they could just strip down in front of you. See, as soon as you said, <laughs> like the guy saying, like, can I, can I take my top off and train? There was a video I come I come across on Twitter today, right? It was like it was like the, the caption was, "My mate's a taxi driver," and the it's in Glasgow, and the taxi driver starts the video just for the audio, and you all you see is like the steering wheel, and the guy's in the passenger seat is just like, "Mate, I just want to show you," and the driver's like, "Mate." I don't know what I see your knob. He's just like, <laughs> he's, like he's, he's like, he's like, but mate, I, I, I just, I just kind of please just show you, please. He's just like, mate, get in my taxi, you mad bugger. Honestly, it was the funniest thing. And like, you could tell that the guy who was drunk was just like, oh, but I really want to show you. Getting upset as he's about to show him his money. That, I was just like, oh, what the fuck? That's the thing that spawned the joke in my oh. gym for months after it. Like, boys training without their tops all the time in fight gyms. So, like, for months mm. after it, if somebody took the top off, they'd be like, Chris, it's all right if I take my top off. <laughs> <laughs> I could literally just picture you just standing, just look at them and just give them this stare and just shake your head. <laughs> On you go, it's fine. That's bizarre. Just slide it off. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. You know, that boy's men. <laughs> You're gonna have to get like a photo of him, like frame it and put it in your wall as the man who asks to take his top off. The legend <laughs> used to train here. For some reason, I'm imagining him with dreadlocks. Or frame his t shirt <laughs> that he never wears. <laughs> it's just an empty frame. Oh. It's just an empty frame. <laughs> Do you know the thing is, like, he did train with like Pavel with Ghost in like one to ones with him for ages, eh? But oh, he like didn't show up to some of them and like. Oh man, he was just a weirdo. Like he ended up going to like Wayne's for the fights, and Pavel sent him in a different car because he was that annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so he sent somebody else. Like go and just take him home. I can't be fucking dealing with him. <laughs> oh, oh, that, that's that's yeah. absolutely brilliant. So you've got the. <laughs> You I must say, Chris, I've missed your brutal stories. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, the, to be fair, like that's the, the the thing I love most about you is you're just like, yep, no, you're a dick. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I have to be that. If you're gonna be a coach, you have to cut people down in the middle. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the, 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 there's a soft way of doing it, I suppose. <laughs> no, I was just saying, there's there's a soft way of doing it, I suppose, and then there's. Uh, the Chris way of doing it. <laughs> I remember when we first recorded the the first episode that we had John on in Mind the Gap. Uh, we actually, I mind, I think you messaged Stephen or something, and we were like, maybe went a wee bit too, because like it was a few Jim and you basically just went with the full staff by name and just like we're like that person's shit, Don't that person's what? shit, <laughs> and then we had to like go back and go, hmm, maybe we should cut that out. <laughs> nah, keep it all in. <laughs> exactly Paul was just like is he sure I was just like I think so and Paul was, was like it was like, I was uh, like, his well, interview. like I don't know like 
<laughs> oh man, look, I'm still shit talking to this day. Like I still do. Uh-huh. Well, to be fair, like the ramifications were on you. We were we are we are we are just the publishers. I mean, there's no editorial board that goes. <laughs> <That's by. laughs> exactly, we just. <laughs> I was just like it's just it's just it's just got it. Paul was like, I need to make a really clear editorial decision. Do we keep it in or do we leave it? Yeah, I would just keep so, it. In. So who else do you not like? I'll bring up another story from talking about the guys at Five Leisure because there's one oh, funny story. Because like. There's a boy that used to, I don't know if he still works there or not. He's called Craig. Um, he's been there for a while, actually. Or he, I, don't, I don't know if he works there still, I mean, but he was there, he was there for a long time. His name. No, no, no. Craig, Craig Salmon, his name. Craig Salmon. Bro, Craig yeah. Salmon. Craig Salmon. <laughs> Just drop him right uh, in it. <laughs> otherwise, nice guy. But um, I, think, I, don't, I don't think he works there anymore. But he's trying to do like an online PT thing. And like, it's called, I think it's like Isolated Fitness, which is a gay name. And he's like, um, I subbed it. I don't know what it is, but it's just like when people put out, oh, this is my passion. I do this. But then it's all this basic bullshit that no, like that the people were doing five years ago. And you're like, all right, um, try something a bit more original. And then because the, I'll nitpick anybody on this, right? And he was doing like a row exercise. And you know this, Stephen, as well. But if you're doing a row primarily, mm-hmm. Paul, um, the arm muscle that's going to be used in a row is going to be the bicep. That's the one that's contracting. Anytime you pull, mm. your bicep's working. And he made a mistake about tricep. So I sent it to like four people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this prick doesn't care what his bicep or tricep does. Less. No, he Do used to what? work there. Do you know what? <laughs> you know, the funniest thing was like, I remember like this was back in school, right? But, um, <laughs> <laughs> My mate was like, um, he'd basically been working out. He pointed to his chest and he was like, um, oh, fuck, I can't remember what he said. And he, he, he was going through all the muscles in his head that he just didn't know the name. And then he just went, and I just kept going, nap, try again, nap, try again. And he basically just, and he was like, oh, they're called the fuck off balls. <laughs> it's like, I that'll do. It's a good name. So the fuck off pole muscle. <laughs> the absolute best thing about that though is like you're like like i think he used to work there it doesn't work there now i probably because uh you sent it to like his boss or something about this guy knows absolutely nothing and even oh. if he does still work there now as soon as this episode gets released he's probably not gonna have a job <laughs> oh they all count nothing anyway you just got through them. <laughs> it's like there's, oh, oh man. man like they pay their staff far too much to be fair like one of one of one of the things with FSLT is is just really shocking management, ridiculously oh, bad management. Though the it's a, it's an organisation that is um, basically headed and run by people who have never known a business and do not know what it's like to actually be in private enterprise, and they are squandering squandering public money. It is ridiculous. They put their funding yeah. in all the wrong places. Uh, it's um, an atypical like spend the money so the budget gets widened like next year, sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's such a yeah. I uh, no no you can you, you you're absolutely right. It's because it, it, they get what like they've got what three big spec gyms right. So you've got Michael Woods, you've got Kakori, and you've got Carnegie, and they're the bigger ones, right? Yeah, because yeah. the rest of them are quite small. They get refurbed every four years, and sometimes their refurb gets pushed up as well. Now they get crazy top of the line techno gym kit a lot of the time the techno gym is known 
to break easily. And mm. I've spoke to tons of fitness guy repairs and like that as well. So they're expensive and they need repaired a lot and they get up-to-date kit every three years. Now, mm. owning my own gym as well, like that shit is expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. really, really expensive to buy and maintain. And to even the, think about the insurance on it as well is maddening. The Carnegie Gym Refurb, they got a million pounds to do yep. the the gym, the gym wow. refurb, just to upgrade the gym. That, like, to me is, like, mental. And, then and you were saying as well that they've got, like, a backstock of illegal plates at Protrusion. Oh, mate. Right, this is this is this is mental. They've got now that they were they're starting to put out some of the platforms they had in storage out onto the track to build like a like a team sort of training facility. Yeah. Now they've still got another two or so in storage, I think, uh, of platforms. But the platforms that they pulled out of storage were six York platforms, Jesus. full full platforms and racks. Now these are beasts like or I, I would i would take it in a heartbeat like i would spend good money on them they are the best of the best top of the line all come with two bars each minimum and all of them every single rack fully loaded with too many plates there's an overflow of plates and there's still plenty and the old strength and conditioning suite that used to be downstairs because i don't know if you know yeah. if you know paul if you've ever been swimming in michael because that's you i went to I, I went to that place Mm. But, but, but like well, Paul, Paul, Paul goes, Paul goes to Michael Woods, yeah, and yeah. but Paul trains at the 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 public gym. I don't know if any of you guys have went down to the swimming pool and nah. Right, so if you ever go down to the swimming pool, there's another door just across for you. <coughs> I promise I've not got corona. I oh, know I've been in that strength and conditioning suite as well. Yeah, so there's the strength and conditioning suite, but what happened is because it's right next to the swimming pool, all the plates and that started getting rusty. So they just yeah. ended up eventually it stopped getting used. It sat there for like half a year. All the plates were rusty as as anything, and they just took everything out of that gym and popped it in storage at Petrivi. Mental, meant thousands of pounds worth of kit. Absolutely yeah. mental. That to Absolutely. me, and it's still there. It's it's a bloody it's, it's it's just abhorrent. It's it's something that should not be happening. Michael Woods just got a refurb. You've got Techno Gym that that supply. You've also got Origin Fitness that supply. And yeah. the, I don't know who supplies the concept rowers, but they've also got Watt bikes. New Watt bikes are seventeen hundred. Watt bikes are minimum. fucking uh, Seventeen hundred. <clears throat> as we said, seventeen hundred minimum. The ones that are in uh, Michael Woods are the top spec proper top spec that you're talking like three grand for uh, each probably more two. than that because even if you're talking about like the latest line of spin bikes the spin bike costs you back about two grand as well yeah dep- I depending on the the, the maker model i know that because mm-hmm. this is another thing Carnegie had some of origin ones and they broke literally after about a month yeah and it took it took pff, Probably about a month to get new ones in, and then they brought them in, and then all of a sudden, Petrivi had two watt bikes, and then Michael Woods got refurbed, and then they got two watt bikes, and it's just like what, like just bewildering that the amount of cash that 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 they get, uh, and 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 just waste. And yeah, like when you're talking about staffing costs, if, I mean you're you're talking you're talking just an average gym uh, uh, sort of like attendant, i.e. in terms of qualification aye, so required level two, getting twenty two grand a year. 24 I think it was for the full time position I, th- I think I think I think they got cut back uh, th- which is 
very very like and, I, I don't know why that's why that's allowed but i'm pretty sure that they're going to cut back so their wage dropped and they're on a band system as well yeah i saw yeah so uh, every year they can go to the top of their band so they can actually make more money so uh, it's mental it's mental and they don't change with their competition because now in all the areas that's there you've got gym 64 Kirkcaldy's got quite a few new gyms that are pretty unique and very um, like well novel. Pure Gym is coming oh, to Kirkcaldy as well it's coming soon yeah I've seen I've seen Crazy. the I've, it's a tiny tiny like building I'll drop by it I'm pretty sure uh, yeah. they'll be starting in the next few months like Pure Gym is gyms like that the budget gyms are like 80% of the market anyway mm-hmm. they're leisure mm-hmm. centre killers normally mm-hmm mm-hmm yeah, no, I think uh, it took a lot of the. It was one of the reasons why can pounds injection to refurb completely the gym was because yeah, Pure Gym pure opened gym and wiped. Oh, they wiped everyone out. I can remember um, going to Carnegie for the you know the first month of Pure Gym opening. How like you get like that discount trial. In fact, it was like three months actually. It was like one yeah. month free and then two months or six months half price something like that, and. Honestly, Carnegie was a bliss for me because it was empty, <laughs> dead, completely dead, like yeah, completely. Yeah. Swimming pool was empty. Nobody cared about the swimming. Pool. It Nobody was just cared about the swimming pool anyway. To be fair, if I'm injured, I, I need a swimming pool. <laughs> just saying. I've honestly uh, so like keep it. <laughs> never been swimming at my ship. I think I should because, like, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of paying for it. But like, um, so many times you go to a gym and you get offered a member. Oh, swimming pool sounds nice, and like. Two or three months later, you're like, ah, I'm just going to cancel that part of yeah. the music. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I do love a sauna. Just saying, I love a yeah. sauna. I love a sauna. See, to be fair, like <sighs> the, the the health suite stuff, like that pushed the like price up for me. So I was like, ah, oh. because <laughs> the other thing as well is like the five pleasure stuff. Like you can't pick gym and health suite. It has to be gym, health suite, and swimming, or just gym oh, that's and a swim. Joke. Oh, you, that's can't a joke. Do, you can't drop the swimming to do the health suite. Do you know what I mean? So. I think another yeah. big downfall with them as well is you can't do gym only memberships. Like you, no, you can't pay for just yeah, it's you, gym I, and swim exactly. only. Or the because the bronze one is swim only, then the silver is gym and swim, and then the, the higher yeah. one is gym and swim and gold is all. Yeah, the missing but, but thing. Yeah, but the thing is, is like Paul can't pay just for his local leisure center. He pays that mm-hmm. and gets access to all of them. But imagine if they get half the price and Paul just goes to his local leisure center. I can just pay for. For the one I attend, you know what I mean. Like things yeah, like that yeah, would yeah. be, would be, um, would be good as well because I would get people more access to those kinds of facilities, and then they'd be able to compete with, as you were saying, the budget gyms. Pure which gym. I think, I think budget gyms for the most part are starting to come on a wind down. I think because quite a lot of people are not willing to. There, there was a massive surge of like people willing to pay for PTs and things like that, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like people now are starting to tighten their wallets again. There was like a a phase where people would just like. Splurge it'll be interesting how 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 things will change when we get back to normal after coronavirus yeah but you've got people that are like happy to do like joe wick yeah. stuff off youtube and train at home you know what but i mean that's the thing. people are becoming a lot walks. like a lot more fitness smart now that, that they are having this to do that from home um, where a lot of people sort of miss the human interaction and if yeah. you build a community that's the thing that uh, it's the only thing that I think that can really compete with the big budget and the big conglomerate sort of gyms is uh, if you build a small community gym with a bit of charm. Yep. Um, that's where the two sort of big rising markets are. It's like you've got the big budgets and then you've got 
the smaller gyms that are building a small community but it's sustainable compared yeah. to like mm-hmm. putting a million quid into a gym that 20 people are going to use a day you know what i mean that's not so, going to work so going out of this um like how do you think you know when you when you when you're able to get open back up and stuff how do you think this is going to affect you personally business as usual to be fair yeah um, i don't think it's going to change me much um i think my guys will all be there my guys are still paying me which is nice um, oh, wow, that's good. for that month there but i'm going to have to assess and see what funding i can get and then i cannot like ask for any money off them because it's a bit shocking if I was taking money off them. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think there might, I don't think there's going to be too much of an upsurge. I just think it's going to go back to normal. Yeah. Um, I think I think a lot of people are maybe playing that it's going to be rammed busy, and I'm like, no, like a lot of people maybe picked up fitness in this time by themselves. They'll probably enjoy it. Um, my gym and the training is not for everyone. So I think it'll just be business as normal, and I think it'll just continue to be on the early rise that it was. Um, do you think that building like a community can sometimes alienate people from joining a gym because they see they might not see a community, they might see like a group that are very into something, and they can sort of feel a bit standoffish with that. Do you, do you think that can sometimes maybe work against you? Uh, yeah, it can totally. Um, but that's the thing when it comes to small gym ownership is you need to define what you are. I can't say to everyone that we're built for everyone. So if I mm. say to everyone that we're a top-end leisure facility to all the old years, then they'll come out of my gym and be like, what the fuck is this? And I'd be like, mm. exactly. Uh, that's the thing, you kind of have to work with what you've got. So I'm very open yeah. with the fact that it's a spit and gym, it's for powerlifters. I've wanted to train powerlifters or strength sports for ages. Same yeah. with so you think- uh, that as well, with uh, fight sports yeah. as well. Uh uh-huh. so you think being like building that community but being like very open and honest with everyone is what's going to sort of like mitigate that negativity about the community type thing that i've just sort of like brought pretty up. much yeah like um there's not really been any negativity because we are like a powerlifting and a fight gym yeah so it's you come to us for one or two of those things <laughs> And nobody's came in and been disappointed with what there's there. I think maybe a few people that have been like chatting about coming in or old clients have came in and been like, no, I don't want to train in a place like this, even though they trained in Energize, which was a shithole. Uh, but still. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got any more reviews that you oh, wanted to fire in? I mean, you might as well. Just... What do you think Fuck. of Pure Gym? <laughs> <laughs> See, Pure Gym itself is actually brilliant, but there's got too many Polish people in it for me. Not expecting that. <laughs> nah, <laughs> I, will, I, I will look at it with that. Um, obviously, like Pavo, the guy that's Polish, love the Polish, but every time I go in, there just seems to be a massive group of those guys that always wear wife beaters and have their belt on the entire time. And oh, the Spice Boys—that's that—that's that, the Spice Boys. The Spice home. Boys, at, no, Spice Boys normally train at Lyft down the road for me. But the guys oh. at Pure Gym, it's always like like Polish or Czech boys or some like bald heads, wife beaters, like uh, some old belt and they're doing some weird shit that nobody done and they always warm up with like shadow box in the mirror and shit like that. <laughs> no, exactly, <laughs> like, you're talking about it. <laughs> so I saw those guys every time I've been to Pure Gym and I've been like, great. Or it's just like Insta thoughts everywhere, which is not too bad. I don't actually mind Pure Gyms, like it's a... I quite respect them from a, a business model point of view. Mm. And because think, of the corner of the market. The, 
Yeah, ah, exactly. Do you think that the gym group sort of like carbon copied Pure Gym? What do you think of oh, the, the gym group? Absolutely. Uh, the gym group's the exact same as Pure Gym. They're all the exact same to me. Ah, yeah. Aye, uh, initially, so, the gym group started out different. But Steve Wiley, who was on episode three of The Great Cast, available anywhere you listen to podcasts, um, <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was actually a manager for them a bit. And he got like a salary. It was shit, he said. He said it was a really low salary. But you would get to PT 10 hours a week out on your shift. Mm. And then, then that would change and it would get lower. Then they would strip it away. Then you couldn't do this. Then you'd only PT in your own time. Then you did like, mm. it's, they're always moving it. So eventually they ended up just molding to the sort of pure gym model because, to be honest, it's a great model and that's how it works. Yeah, I know. No. To be fair, it makes sense. It's, it's probably more upsetting if you were in that environment before and your circumstances changed to be more negative. And that, that's probably the thing. But if you're coming in fresh, expecting to work for free, essentially, to clean the gym and stuff, and then just be like PT on the side, then it's not as bad. But Pure Gym, as far as I understand, are now moving back to actually giving people wages. Uh, yeah, they've changed it up a wee bit. I've, I'm not... Because uh, sick pay and things like that. Well, it's, it's a strange one because technically you're still running your own company. You just work on a contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Okay, okay. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, so if but... you... Like, the only... Like, a lot of the time with the coronavirus now... Um, the only way that those people are going to have to be able to get their money back is if they do their own claims and they go through yeah. whatever sources they have because Pure Gym won't help them with that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mental actually thinking about it like that. But um, so, sort of like thinking on with the, the, the community, obviously, one of the ways that you're like trying to differentiate yourself. So obviously you host the the legendary Great Cast, number one. Available anywhere you listen to the podcast. Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um I, 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 people are going to think that we've got some sort of agenda here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what was it? Um, so you, 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 you host, I'm not going to say it because you're going to repeat this thing after me. So you, you host your podcast and yeah. you really centre it around, I mean, you're slowly but surely becoming to be known as the voice of Scottish powerlifting. Um, through intention or not intention, that's just what people are sort of like saying because you're starting to bring like a new light to a sport but not through like your your gym and your business per se, just more so through you and your passion towards like your sport. But it's really helping in like other ways to to sort of like build like a wider sort of community. Do you think that Greymania um is is trying to like tap into if I build up powerlifting and really help powerlifting take off, it's also gonna benefit my community as well. Is that sort of like a like something you you were like aiming for? Or is that just something that's just you know, organically happening. Uh, so I kind of aim for it, but it's kind of happening organically in a different way that I didn't really see happening. Because um, mm. five, the nine episodes I've done the now, um, there's nine episodes available for anyone to listen to now. <laughs> um, like, <laughs> the way that I've spoke about it is, like, obviously people get to know me and they get to know my character, but I speak about a lot about other people and the people that I train and lift with as well. So mm-hmm. it's like if you keep listening, these people become characters on a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of time, these people will get a bit more attention, and a few people say that I keep getting Instagram followers because of this, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's going to happen," uh, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. But um, yeah, I've wanted to build like it was just a weird thing that I noticed that nobody was doing within the community. Yeah, 
So you thought I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on that, but it's not only done that. Like it, it's building up an audience for Scottish powerlifting. But and the the episodes, I mean, you were talking about Anne early on. That was especially for the the podcast network that we run. Your show was the first show to host, not not through like NL intention or anything. It was just people that we got on. It was the first to have um, a female guest on, and you had two back to back. And they were yeah. two of really, really big names in Scottish powerlifting. And it really, like for me, they both came at a completely different angle from like females in sport, so to speak. They had different avenues in. They were very different in the way they approached their training and competitions. And it was, you're also alongside that, like really prompting and boosting um sort of like female participation in sport because you talk quite a lot about um your female client sanya as well like in your shows oh, oh, how right. she's progressed uh you you, you love you, you love talking about sanya i've noticed i think everyone's noticed <laughs> it's because she is so like overwhelmingly mental half the time uh, like you'll never understand how much i have to deal with her i think another like, honest review uh, oh <laughs> she's brilliant she knows i love it a bit but uh, she's one of the harder workers i've met but you would mm. see if you had a conversation with this girl, you would never understand that she actually gets up and competes in front of people. Um, mm-hmm. So Quite shy. Not shy, but just, she's fucking mental, eh? Like, <laughs> there's just so many things that goes on her head, like, um, yeah. so many times where I have to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Shut up, no. Like, she just has some, like, weird mental gymnastics that go on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mental gymnastics but that, that, <laughs> like that makes her an interesting character oh very interesting very. And to be she, fair, did... she was she was a client with you energized before you opened the gym eh? oh aye, she's been a client for years yeah um, quite a familiar then... face on um instagram i've noticed as well oh i share the shit with her mm. so she can get all the indian guys messaging her as mm. well <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> i can mind when you were talking about that and uh, honestly, you just, you just, you, you were talking about one of the guys uh, that was asking her to, to like, they wanted to like send her money or something. Like it was so, it was totally bizarre. And he was, oh no, he was giving her coaching tips as well. And then he was like, <laughs> try to ask her on a date. And and you were just like, but but There's the thing one is, one guy like, that made up three different accounts and stuff to speak to her. And he was, oh, oh that was it. Her. That was I. Oh, that's, <laughs> oh, that's, so that's funny. mental. Funny as fuck. <laughs> I feel so bad for her, but I was like, I can mind see when you're talking about it. I, I, I kind of thought to myself, I was like, that's so absolutely outrageous that you can't help but laugh. Because if you don't laugh, you'll cry for these people. Imagine yeah, yeah. doing something like that. Oh, mental, absolutely mental. It's, it's not the first time I've heard of stuff like that on social media. Although, like, like, like women get it bad on social media because like guys are just so fucking like thirsty. It's it's mental. Oh, why? Especially with those Indian boys. <laughs> <laughs> they'll jump head first in any girl's DMs it's great <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh, another another honest review I love it oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I want to get like a, like a wee bit in, uh, so what, what do you think because you're, you're running um, a successful gym you've built a successful community and you're also running a very successful uh, fitness podcast as well. What is like a sort of like key thing that you, have you applied like a like a like a like some like across all three that's maybe like intrinsic to you as like a personality? Like how do you approach situations that might help you 
something that you can maybe give advice to any listeners of that just now to make something successful? Like, how do you approach a situation and go, this is what I want to do and this is how I'm going to do it? What is it that you do that, that sort of makes something successful? Um, a couple of things that are in my head when when that gets asked is um, like one thing that's sort of integral to me is just being honest with people. And mm-hmm. that comes in a coaching stance, that comes in a training stance, that comes in a, um, a hosting stance as well. Just be honest with people. Don't try and sugarcoat things too much. Mm-hmm. I'm not an arsehole with it. I know I come up blunt to you guys sometimes, but I'm not <laughs> like, I'm not as blunt force as I think. <laughs> but, uh, and another thing is like, I heard it and I really, I can't remember what I heard it on, but uh, it was actually in a recent comedy special with Tom Segura, brilliant comedian. But um, they said just managing expectations. Mm. Yeah. Which is a big thing and constant. And another thing which goes with managing expectations is just, it's just showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you don't know how much gets done over a long period of time if you just show up. Yeah. If you actually just do something or one thing every couple of days, you'll get better. Like, um, you've got an honours degree by just showing up every so often to a class. <laughs> didn't didn't yeah. show up for the last six months, still got it. Um, either, got a gym either, just because... Like, what was that? Uh, no, I was going to say, j- 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 just before you, you carry on, either that is a good thing for showing up and working hard to get an honours degree, or that's a bad thing about uh, university is that you just have to show up to get an honesty. <laughs> I think uh, university is a bit different. See if you crack university in third year, you understand, like, for us, yeah. the science degree, I don't know what it was like for yourself, Paul. Um, uh, for, for me, it was, like, um, it was very similar to yourself, actually. By, by the time I hit uni, I was so done with education that I just wanted to get it, like, done and out of the way so I could leave. And I never even went to my graduation. Like, Neither did I. I I was like so done with it that I literally put minimum effort in. Like I was I was working um at the same time I was at uni, like like a lot of students, but like the way that worked out with my days and the way that it worked out in my work, I was working seven days a week for six months. And I was just yes. knackered and I was like, fuck it, like I don't care anymore. I'm just gonna get a degree and fucking just so I can say I've got it. Like that's <laughs> literally as far yeah, as it that's went. That's but um like not even as you said there, Steve, not even working hard. Now this is where people get a big misconception with things is that um they think they need to run their uh, their face into the ground. They think they need mm. to really, really run that like you don't. You just need to consistently show up and do it. If you want to get better mm. at something, like if you want to get better at playing guitar, you play guitar for mm. fifteen minutes a day. Yeah. And then that. sometimes sometimes that goes to half an hour or an hour a day. Um, but just mm. constantly showing up and actually doing something mm. and be focused on it. One of the things just off the back of that, um, one of my, my old coaches, uh, God bless you, so John uh, McDonald. Now, we interviewed Ian Mackey, uh, the, he's the Olympic sprinter that, that we interviewed as well. Um, his his podcast is also uh, going to be available on Who's Next. So if you've not checked that out, make sure you check that out. Um, but when Ian, Ian talks about John in such a highlight because of the type of character he was, but he approached things, I think, um, for his athletes. He he embedded that sort of same mentality. For me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a person who, if I'm doing a task, I give it pretty much everything and I'll run myself to the ground sometimes. Uh, you guys both know that. I'm, I'm a bit yeah. over the top sometimes, but... Um, mm-hmm. For me, for me, <laughs> for me, it's it's a case of, I think, being like... I think I'm slowly but surely starting to come down. 
I like to find my limit, whether it be in mm-hmm. training or work or whatever. And once I've reached that limit of like burnt out, then I take a step back. But again, that's that's maybe just like me being just totally stupid. But John always used to say um, that training after every session, whether it be good or bad, he'd say it's pennies in the bank. Then it worry, it's just pennies yeah. in the bank, and Aye. like he would never give it any extra context, and he'd be like, "What the f- fucking?" It was shite. He's like, "It's pennies in the bank," and then when it comes to the season and you're running really well, he's just like, "So those pennies you saved up." And then, then it sort of like sinks in, but yeah, only exactly. those moments that you say that. So I, I think um, it was uh, that's no been in my head for uh, god ages until you were sort of explaining that. But I think it's the same uh, same sort of concept. I quite I uh, I can totally fully appreciate that. It's quite that's good folk, But it's a good thing being a coach because I can see in people when I do it as well, and um, you'll hear it <laughs> on an episode of the Mark Keys as well, where we'll chat about it and like. If somebody has a frustrating session to me, I could get shit out of a bad session. Mm. Um, you can have six, you can have bad sessions every week for the rest of your life, still perform well as long as you show up. But then people get outside. But then I have them as well. And same way, anybody else, especially if I have to deadlift, I'll be like, "This is fucking shit. Why does my body not fucking respond to this?" Blah blah blah. And there's all the excuses. But then again, mental gymnastics come into play. But um, again, like just like people really, really underestimate just showing up and just doing a job. Um, mm, particularly yeah. treat it sometimes, even if you love it, um, just because you've done badly or you feel bad one day doesn't mean that you just don't go and do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. If you've got a full time job, three out of the five days a week you work, you probably don't want to be there. But it puts a roof over your head, it pays your, like, your food bill, like you're going to show up and do it. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. same way that you have to approach everything else. I work about when when the gym was open. I would work six days a week normally, easy without question. I'd have some days where I'm working three hours a day. I have some days where I get up at half six in the morning, then I get back to bed till about half ten at night. And yeah. some days require more effort than others. But same with that, training, same with working. It's just consistency. That Show was that. the same with me. Yeah. Like where when I I worked in the studio, like. Um, again like going back to the showing up thing like one a positive um thing that comes from that is like the people you work with if you're consistently like turning up no matter like the hours that you've done the day before and no matter like how hard you're working like if you're consistently going in those people that you know are working around you um also have that impression of you as well that you know this guy is like consistent at least you know what I mean, he's he's always coming in. Yeah. Um. And like when I worked, like done some studio stuff, um. Like you, you'll probably know yourself, guys. Like when you're working in a studio, you can be there sometimes for like twelve hours a day. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes twelve hours minimum. So I mean, they, like I, I've been in studios until they've kicked me out. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because they want to go home. Do you know what I mean? So. Um, it's long days in studios. Yeah, yeah, but like if you're doing like you know like a like tracking for an album or something and you've got to be there like four or five days for like 12 13 hours um it, it definitely like rubs away but like just that sh- you know showing up and coming through the door um it shows like artists that you're working with that you're like you know on the ball um studio manager and even just yourself and reminding yourself as to why you're doing it exactly exactly it is. It is actually kind of crazy, just like to think when if I if I think in regards of just showing up for me and Paul, mm-hmm. obviously 
the podcast network that that we um obviously sort of manage like now which is something that was just an idea and a conception we started off just running obviously mind the gap and just doing that show now we've got who's next which is obviously this show and we work with yourself and obviously we've now got ryan who you've you've worked with as well um, yeah with so like we are we I would I would I would say we are trying to build up our own sort of like little community I suppose, and it's but again these these things uh, it's just it's been what about a year and a half now Paul or so like, uh yeah well we started in November twenty uh, uh twenty eighteen twenty eighteen there you November. go so when you think about it like it's it's mental and it is it's just been like like looking back that isn't like day like like i've never like sat down for like a month straight and just like battered out podcast stuff it is mm. i suppose when you put it into context like thinking back what you're saying like literally what you've said has resonated so much with me in the sense of i look back and i go actually it has literally just been when i can do it at night i've done something and then yeah. paul's done something and then we've it come together and done something pill, really exactly it's just yeah. like a it's over time it's never You'll never ever get something done in life with just one maximal push. When it comes to this stuff, it's like periodization. As long as you get in, you show up, you do your sessions. There's some parts of the year where you're going to work harder. There's some parts of the year where you're going to work longer. It's just what happens. Sometimes it's a bit more erratic, mm-hmm. a bit more conjugate maybe. So you can always put it into different training like principles, mm-hmm. but it's always different. You're always, but as long as you always, it doesn't matter if you work super hard, as long as you just keep working and you keep doing something. Yeah. Uh, people really underestimate like how to do because a lot of people want like immediate success with things or immediate like gratification, but like nothing worth having in life comes easy or comes shortly. You, know, you need to put some time behind it. In light of things that are happening now, though, where like your business is literally taking such a hit, is there anything that you're doing like with your business that you're trying to bring in? sort of like any income any other way that you would hope that would get some like instant success like how you how are you working as as a business owner because i think it's something that like people may be really interested in even even if just briefly like how how are you like i like how are you trying to mitigate what's happening like i know it's in fitness and stuff it's it's obviously such a difficult thing like how how do you go about even trying to combat what's happening right now the thing is um i've actually been really really needing to take a break for a long time Mm -hmm. Uh, just a week two or three weeks uh, I've said it to my girlfriend for a month I've said to a few folk I've needed a break Mm -hmm. because it's not been like hard or tough by any means like I'm not fucking starving and I'm not fucking (laughs) I've not got an illness or anything you know what I mean like I'm not I'm not struggling in life Uh, I still fucking I've still got a roof on my head and I've still got food but um I'm not really, I just kind of, as soon as it started happening and I got told I'd lockdown, I was like, that's fine. I know there's measures. I'm already in lots of debt anyway when it comes to opening the gym, so I'm confident that we'll still be able to pay it back. So taking it alone or that isn't worth it. But when it comes to sort of making a rise or like mitigating the circumstances through like some form of business venture, I've just kind of been lax about it because to be honest, there's a million other people out there that are better and already have a business aimed around free home workouts. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, there's no point in me trying at that because somebody can just tap in and do it better. 
uh, I'm trying to get people stronger. If they don't have a home gym set up, I can't really program too much for them. I have been programming for people that have got some equipment and stuff, and when they need help, I've written stuff out for them. But at the end of the day, there's not much I can do. Yeah. So you're sort of treating this as like annual leave then? Pretty much. Yeah. I took a wee holiday. Uh, I've took oh, some time cool. to just relax as such. Watch Marvel um, movies. Watch Marvel movies, play Doom Eternal, because oh my fucking god, what a game. <laughs> what a be, game. Yeah. I've I've been looking to buy that and then I went on and I realised like I remembered that every new game is fifty quid and I thought I still got that student <laughs> ah, brain. See, see, I I don't have that student brain. I fucking when I done episode five, I accidentally bought a pair of Jordans and I've got like twenty of them. Um, accidentally, I did. I entered a, a raffle and I got it and I didn't expect to win it. But I accidentally um, entered a raffle. <laughs> you never think you're going to win these raffles. Because yeah, these I pair suppose. of shoes, uh, we've spoke about the resale game recently, but these pair yeah, of shoes yeah. are going for like uh, two or three times the price now, and I've not even took them out of the box. Wow. That's mental, man. That is absolutely mental. To be fair, I'm a so, sucker for shoes as well. But also, this is a tip for yourself, and this is a tip for other people. If you've got an Xbox, get on GameShare. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've I've done that with uh, with Declan. So we share Xbox Live, and yeah. like games I buy, he gets games uh, he buys, I get. So we yeah. usually so, half his own games. So a game's no fifty quid, Stephen. It's twenty five quid. <laughs> that is actually quite a good point. That makes me feel kind of better. Uh, but you have to um, you have to get a game share with somebody <coughs> that plays a lot of video games, so I don't have to pay for the video yeah. games. So. See, I've got it with my mate Scott. I uh, love the boy to bits. Yeah. He's a janitor, and all he does in his spare time is play video games. So I'll just wake up some morning, and the latest and greatest new video game has just been downloaded to my Xbox <laughs> ready to play. <laughs> That's, That's genius. That's and I don't, I, I don't even pay for Game Pass either. And it's absolutely unreal how many games I've got available. Yeah. He's literally just going to listen to this and going to be like a sponging bastard. That's like that's like right the now. guys. Um, that's 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 the sort of people who live in the flat above you and they're on your Wi-Fi. Oh <laughs> man, it's great. Um, I honestly see if you looked at my games library, it's absolutely sickening how many games I've got that I didn't pay for. <laughs> to be fair, like, me, I'm, me I'm looking at it now and it's absolutely mad. I've got games. I've got like triple uh, A title games that I've never even looked at. I can't deal with that. Like, I can't deal with that. That's if I didn't play a game against Delete. Aye, I'm the same. Well, against Delete, I'm just talking about the ones that are like ready able to like download. Ah, I suppose. I suppose. Uh, PUBG is definitely my sort of go-to game, though. So we we play a lot of that. Um, bit like between us. You, you think so? I think PUBG is class. I kind of. I'm really bad at those games. Ah, uh, see, the thing is, I'm not like amazing at. Them. I just love like the how it's like nice and slow and you graft and you graft and then all of a sudden you get like a rush and you get a fight and you get... Aye. Yeah, you've played fair, like, we've, uh, <laughs> we've played PUBG together before like on mobile and that and like I, I like PUBG like I, I do like it it's just not my go-to battle royale um, like it's it's decent but like and, and I know you're about I, I, I'm just a pre-warning Chris like uh, Stephen yeah. might like blow up in a wee second but um like i'm i'm really liking warzone just now um, oh, yeah, yeah. a lot I, of people I, like are. i fucking love I'm it sorry i just found a power rangers game on uh, game pass i didn't know it was available 
<laughs> I'm so glad you like, said that because I was waiting on Stephen's like twenty minute rant about Warzone and how he doesn't like. Oh it. no 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 no! I'm just I'm just ignoring it. My blood's already <laughs> like like, at, like fusion, fusion level. To see how we're talking about like mad. maybe taking on too much or working too hard. Do you fancy <laughs> talking about Stephen trying to take on like twenty jobs? Oh god! <laughs> I, 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 I don't want it. <laughs> so I've got a funny story about this. Where I don't know if you oh. meant it, but I was like, um, I was speaking to Mr. Ryan Baird for BRD Closing. Check that shit out. Um, I was speaking to him, and we had like a face to face meeting in Starbucks not too long ago. Out with you guys, it was a different Starbucks. Uh-huh. Um, the poor boy did the came with the entrance because it was brilliant. Good <laughs> but, um, but I were talking about it, and I was, I said to him, like, another one of my sort of goals or uh, ambitious is to have a clothing company so I want to have a clothing brand and I remember I said that to Stephen in a message about oh, I need, just need to work out some logos and he was like oh I can write something up for you and I was like <laughs> I could just hire somebody that's done it for years <laughs> not just because you've got some form of software <laughs> I know but it's always good to just like try something like I, I, oh, I absolutely trying stuff and for me like I will deliberately, purposefully make something up. Like I, I, I will go. I need to do this, just so I can actually use the software that I've spent good money on. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. it's a waste of money, and I can't justify it to myself. And then I start to cry a little inside and realize that my girlfriend's <laughs> going to hunt me down and kill me because I've wasted money. <laughs> no, so I have to try and justify it. <laughs> I've taken the best out of you, but you're never going to get good at something if you don't try it. Yeah, that's nah, true. So again, it's taking the piss of you, but it's more of a coy sort of take the piss. Now, nah, yeah. but, but 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 to be fair, like you 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 did give me like a really good solid piece of advice not long ago. When I was getting I was getting quite stressed, I would say, um, were like taking on obviously like the great cast that was like gone really well, and I was like, right, we need to do this, 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 and you were just like, look, mate, you just need to take a step back, you need to relax every once in a while. It's going well, just just sort of. Just sort of chill, make sure you're not doing too much and putting too much on your plate. And from there on in, I actually took that advice and I was just like, actually, that's a very good point. And then when I said to, to Paul, Paul fair, was just yeah. like, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> oh, to be man. fair, like, we had a similar conversation in, in the infamous spare room. And, the spare um, room. The <laughs> spare room. And to be fair, I have noticed a difference. So you have chilled it a wee bit. <laughs> Which is uh, a good man, yeah. He's like, I, I'm, bit, I'm quite a an going guy, and like, like you were going a hundred yeah. on that one. I was like, chill out, man, chill out. <laughs> I just, chill I just kind of help it. I, I think it's just like my natural reaction to most things is just to yeah. throw myself at something. And yeah, but you throw yourself at like five different things, which are all like different industries. Yeah, yeah. I. So you can never ever. If you think about it, it's almost like, like try and focus yourself like a laser beam on one and you'll do so much better. So, yeah, no, I think um, like when you take a step back and look at the wider picture, um, like with the advice that you gave it, and, like, and what you said, it's not something that like is good advice for something to be done. It's actually what needs to be done. And you yeah. do sort of need to combine, I think, what you've said on both ends, like do a, like stuff at a time, just do like small chunks at a time and it will all add up as opposed to what I was doing and throwing everything at it uh, and essentially you start to burn out and then everything you do once you get past that point of burnout is like you know like it, it's not half arsed but like the work that comes out is nowhere near as good or as productive or uh, as, as it possibly could be you know what i mean 
Uh, so nah, I think I think um, I think the advice that you gave early on about like how to how, how you've made everything that you've done so far a success is definitely like pretty much perfect in that regard. That's like the advice I would now go give people: like take it chill, but do what you can when you can. That, All right. <laughs> the Messiah and Master of Great Reviews. <laughs> oh baby! I, oh mate! I suppose just to sort of like. Uh, <laughs> He's got the beard for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's like that's a weird it. thing. Because like um, the word success, obviously, what you're used. Like, I wouldn't deem anything a success just yet, but hmm. it's like I still have in the mind that it will be. So that's why I I'm would just say like plugging on. Uh, yeah, but it's currently successful. Like in that regard, like it's currently successful. It's it's grown and it's doing what it should be. That's that's how I sort of judge like something has been successful. Is is doing is is fulfilling your aims? Yeah. So I think I think if like if I was to look at it in that, way, that's 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 in the tech and in, in the in the text uh, the context as to like how I'm sort of using that. Um. So I, I suppose everybody's got their own sort of like definitions in that regard. Like, but uh, I suppose just to sort of like start to tail off, mate. What is uh apart from Doom Eternal and your stolen uh, Game Pass? What other things are you doing uh, during the old quarantine? That uh, maybe we should be getting up to. How are you passing the time? I'm still training. Like I, I own my own gym, so I can just go anytime I want. <laughs> so like I'm like a bad person for that. Um, oh, I'm actually still. I'm still. It's fine. I'm not open. I train there by myself. I'm still isolated. I'm not with any other person. It's just me. Uh, places. Um, I've just been doing that training. I've trained at home a couple times. Yeah, one time actually, but then I was like, I can just go in my gym. It's fine. Uh, I got mm-hmm. one of my like lifters dropped me off my fifty kilo dumbbells, and I was like, bro, I'll use him. Use them once, but then I was like, I'll just go to the gym and squat. So it's fine. Uh, and that's a uh, uh, girlfriend's got Animal Crossing, so that's kept her busy, and she's been training in the gym as well. Oh, Not in the gym, okay. just in the in the flat. Um, I also have got a dog, so we'll just like take turns and taking the dog out for a walk. She's actually finishing her dissertation for uni as well. But oh, I've pretty much just been filling my time with Doom Eternal and uh, watching Marvel movies, and that's pretty much it. So some well-earned downtime. Uh, yeah, I'm actually least... like enjoying it, to, to yeah. say the point, which is quite nice. See, the, 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 the nice thing that the, what you're doing is what should technically be a stressful situation for business you've actually turned it into something that's like actually i'm going to see the good in this situation yeah it's quite refreshing yeah well might as well because like i like times off i like to take time off every so often it gives me time to recharge and um, mm. because for me and i think it's the same for a lot of people is if you take time off by two weeks or even halfway through the first week you're raring to get back and you come at a totally different angle you get rejuvenated you feel like you can look at things at different angles and you feel like you can, you can do things better. So that's how I feel a lot of the time. And hopefully this lets me kick back into into a different gear when I get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought there's no point in trying to fight it. I can still train. I can still play. I, I can play video games that I've not played that I wouldn't have the chance to play otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I've actually got time to do things that I've wanted to do for ages. Um, but I've had no actual time or I've had like no will to do so 
Yeah. Oh, to be fair, I, that's quite a good thing. To be fair, I think actually I think I'm uh, more games other than just PUBG. You know that you've actually said that. So you've given me some some not unsolicited advice. It's advice I. Uh, I'll just clear that up before you go through me like a ton of bricks. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. But Doom Eternal, though, is the fucking tits. If I was going to do like a game review like thing, this thing is absolutely insane. Like I've I've played uh, Doom 2016 for a little bit yeah. on Twitch, but this game is absolutely phenomenal. I I would I would I would say as well, if you've not listened to it yet, Joe Rogan interviewed the head of games development. Uh, oh yeah, I listened Doom. to that. Yeah. Mate, unbelievably good podcast. I love the way that he talks about how they designed the the gore, uh, like, and how they designed it so it was like perfect for kids, and it was like violent, but it's like cartoon violence and just everything that goes. Oh man, it's, it's like um, there was another review that um, I think Lawrence, the guy who used to be at Funhouse on YouTube, yeah. did a review of it, and he was saying it's very video gamey, like. All the pickups look very video gamey, like they're all bright and colourful. Oh, like when you pick up um, certain like boosts or that, they're all bright and colourful, so they're all very like video gamey, and it's just brilliant. Yeah. Like I'm absolutely in love with the game. So, so would you say it's like it's like playing an entire game whilst taking LSD? <laughs> Maybe, very actually. colourful. <laughs> you pick oh, up man, it's <laughs> it's very very <laughs> vibrant and colourful, but very my like, hellscape sort of view. It's amazing. Nah, definitely, definitely. It seems like quite a good stress stress release as well. Like, <laughs> um, I want to say that uh, it's yeah. probably one of the most stressful and adrenaline pumping things I've ever done. I, I'm I'm gonna have to buy it now. I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just gonna have to take the plunge. I mean, as soon as you play this game, you'll understand exactly what I mean. I'm gonna have to play it now. I I can't I can't I'm not buy it. But anyway, um, Chris, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think that's quite a good way to end that uh, we're all gonna play video Aye. games. Beautiful. <laughs> during the rest of uh, lockdown uh, mate uh, thanks for, for coming on um, tell everyone about sure. about uh, your show get your plugs in there mate uh, so if you're uh, interested and want to hear me talk some more check out The Great Cast and anywhere you listen to the podcast <laughs> got nine great episodes up already featuring from powerlifting coaches to athletes to other gym owners to fucking clients that I've got as well it's a good laugh uh, also if for any of your uh, powerlifting or strength coach coaching needs uh, check out Grey Mania Fitness on Instagram and Facebook if you're in need of any online coaching or face to face coaching and give me a wee shout on that and also not forgetting my actual physical gym that I have in Edinburgh and Slateford Road which is closer to the Gorgie area uh, just give me a shout if you want to come and check it out and that's right next to the, the Corn Exchange I would say to give all your listeners a decent landmark for Edinburgh um, nice, nice bit of park in there for free as well. Perfect. And for the great cast, it's the G R A Y T cast, and you will get it as Chris has absolutely rightfully told you all the way throughout this podcast. Anywhere you listen, anywhere to you listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so jump Aye, on. That. Fucking rate and review that shit. Like I'm getting tired of people not doing it. Um, and for all you great listeners listening to this episode of Who's Next with Stephen and Paul, make sure you also rate this podcast um, on Apple Podcasts and subscribe and share it. Share it on Instagram uh, everywhere, through Spotify, through Apple Podcasts, whatever. But if you're a freak who's got an iPhone and listening to this on Spotify, make sure you jump on the Apple Podcasts app and rate it there, then jump back on Spotify. And then you can delete Apple Podcasts. I really couldn't care as long as you've done that. 
Um, but yeah, thanks very much uh, for all you listeners. And Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate. And we'll probably speak soon pleasure, anyway. Man. Coming on. Thank you. Network.